We've all been there, standing at a crossroads, unsure of which path to take. Maybe you're fresh out of college, you're considering a career change, or just in the middle of a rut. Whatever the reason, finding your purpose can feel like an impossible task, but luckily it doesn't have to be. Today's episode, we're going to talk about five ways to find purpose when you're at a crossroads. Welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with your host, Stacey Camille. On this show, I have honest, real-life conversations about building an online business, being a Christian entrepreneur, and everything in between. Join me as I talk about my victories, setbacks, and successes using the truth and wisdom of God's Word. So, here is a really weird, well actually not a weird story. It is an interesting story. So when I was in high school, I dreamed of being one of those really cool professors, right? In 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 not a community college, but like at Yale or Columbia. I lived in New York. I grew up in New York. So I was just really cool. I had the the braids and the colorful rimmed glasses and you know, just a really nice clothes. And I lived in a loft in my city and that was, and it overlooked the city. And I pictured myself with this huge library and I was just this intellectual. And that is, that was my dream. That was my dream. Eventually I realized that I am not a person that was a fan of college (laughs) And when I say college, I mean, I just was not a fan of sitting through all those long lectures and the homework and the papers and the assignments. And I was always somebody to question the why of things. And I, for the life of me, I could not figure out why in the world do I have to do all of this work for a piece of paper And I'm not even sure if I'm going to get the job that I want. And that was always in the back of my mind. So I kind of went through college with this feeling that, okay, I I just need to get through this. If I grind through this, I will satisfy my mother who was adamant about, you know, education and all of that stuff. And I'll be fine. And to be honest with you, I didn't even go to my graduation, my college graduation. I kind of just had them mail me my degree and I think it's around here you know somewhere and that's not to really put down college it was more of I wasn't really focused on what I wanted to get out of it what did I want to get out of this experience and I know a lot of young people go through that it's like okay I'm just going because it's the thing to do like I'm supposed to go but I'm not really sure of what I'm supposed to get out of this so I don't know what direction I'm going in and that was me. So I graduated. It took me a little longer than usual to graduate and eventually uh, started working. So I actually have always been working. I've been working since I was 14. And uh, eventually about 18, I got an internship with the city of New York, uh, the law department. And so I worked there up until I was in my 20s and kind of 
uh, got, you know, a couple of promotions or, you know, nothing too, too big, just changing positions. And then I was like, man, this is the pits. I do not want to do this anymore. I need something more exciting. And I started looking around like, okay, should I, should I apply to join the FBI? Should I be a police officer? Should I um, be an attorney? And I kind of just really started thinking about what is it that I really want to do with my life? Eventually, I became interested in law law enforcement and investigations and took that route. And in New York, if you wanted to do um, any type of city job or anything like that, you would have to take a test. So there was like the city test. You didn't just apply. You had to take the test and they would put you on this list and you would have to wait for your list number to be called. And once your list number is called, you would go on the interview and you may or may not be chosen. So that's how it went. And those lists would last a really long time. Sometimes you would have to wait a year before they even call you for an interview. But um, I, I ended up being a, a fraud investigator for the city of New York. And I loved it. I loved it for the time that I was there. I really like the experience of just investigations. And I have all kind of funny stories about, you know, doing that. The but the, But the thing that I liked about it was not so much the whole investigation portion, but the fact that I was a field investigator and I was able to kind of go out into the city and just learn about my city because you had to go wherever, you know, they sent you. So I really took the time to learn about my city and all these different places that I didn't knew existed, even though I grew up there. So that was the exciting part. Eventually, and over my years of working, this usually happened about every three years, I would get this what I call itch. And my brain was constantly bombarded with thoughts of what if, or what would happen if, you know, my mind was so full of questions and wonderings about what could possibly happen next, because even though the job was great, it wasn't fulfilling it. It, I still had this longing to do something. So I always had these questions in my mind. And that may have to do with my involvement in ministry because I was in ministry at the time, but I was doing a lot of busy work and not necessarily work that was fulfilling. So that probably contributed to my questions, but... Um, I wanted to make sure that I came out on the other side of these questions with a clear path and a clear answer to where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. So the first thing that I had a an issue with was comparison. And what I would say for you to do, my first tip to finding your purpose, because that's what I really needed to do. That That's why those questions were coming up in my head was because I didn't know what was the purpose of me uh, doing this job or being involved in this ministry. Like, what is the outcome? I always felt like I needed some sort of validation or outcome or reason as to why I was doing something. So here are the questions that I should have asked myself at the time that I do ask myself now. Um, 
to make sure that I am always on the right path of walking in, working in, moving in my God-given purpose, especially when I come to a point where I have to choose a path, right? Where the road splits. So the first thing is that I would tell you is to avoid the trap of comparing yourself to others. I did this a lot, okay? Because when we compare ourselves to others, we are looking for, listen to this, we're looking for validation in the form of I'm better than them. We're looking for someone to say, wow, you did this great job compared to what so-and-so did. We assume that there's some sort of standard by which our lives should be measured and that if we're not measuring up to that, then there must be something wrong with us. And that measurement is based on the activity of this next person over here. So if, if this person is a great speaker, we measure our ability to speak to others, to teach others, to communicate with others based off of this other person's ability to do that. Because if we can be better than them, then that validates our existence. That makes us feel better about ourselves. And that is not the way that we should be measuring ourselves. Our measurement should always be what does God require from us? And are we doing what God requires? Are we being obedient to what God requires? Are we doing our best at what he asked us to do? So that should be the measurement. Also, are we doing what we know to be our best. Sometimes we, we, we get projects or assignments or tasks or jobs, or we have these goals and visions for ourselves and we expect like this really great outcome, but we want to put in medium effort. We want to put in low effort and get great results. And that's just not how things work. If you want great results, you have to put in a lot of effort. That That's just how things are. So we need to make sure that we are always doing our best and we are comparing our today, what we are today to what we were yesterday. Are we better than how we were yesterday? or the day before, or the past. So that means, in other words, should, we should always be building and growing on our previous selves. So we're comparing ourselves to ourselves and not to other people, right? The next thing is, sometimes we need to get outside of our comfort zone. When we, when making decisions, you know, people tend to, or we tend to avoid risk. You know, we're terrified of failing and the shame that comes with it. So we hold ourselves back from taking chances. But at times, you know, like when we feel stuck, taking a chance on something that we've never done before might be the catalyst that we need to move forward in the right direction. Okay, taking risks is sometimes exactly what we need 
to do to find our purpose. So if God had, and, and a lot of times it's God talking to you and telling you, okay, you know, you need to take this route. And because we feel like we don't measure up or we don't have the skills or we don't have the ability, we feel like, okay, we're going to fail ourselves. We're going to fail God. We're going to be embarrassed. Um, the, 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 the pastor, the leaders are going to look at us all crazy. My boss is going to look at me crazy. My friends, my family, they're going to be like, wow, I knew this person was a loser. Why would you even do that? What made you think that you could do that? And then, so we have these fears that are built up in our heads to not do something, but they're false. They're not facts. They're not facts. We're building up this wall of defense. So we don't do something because we fear it. So we should never let fear stop us from moving forward. Fear will really disable your ability to grow. It will stunt your growth. The word of God says that God gave us, God did not give us the spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So we have the power to do what he's asking us to do. We have his love, his assurance that he's given us the ability to do what he's asked us to do. And he's going to support us as we carry out his will for us. And we should have a sound mind, meaning we should be at peace with the decisions that we've made as long as they're within or in the will of God. So that is what the Holy Spirit gives us. Power, love, sound mind, fear. Absolutely not. Because fear comes from the enemy. Fear stops you from being everything that God wants you to be. So we should never move in fear. And fear also makes you or pushes you into decisions that will also keep you from moving forward or veer you onto the wrong path. So make sure that we are avoiding the trap of comparing ourselves. We're going to get outside our comfort zones and we are going to move in power, love, and in peace. So your next point is you want to get clear on what matters to you most. If you're, you know, at a crossroads, it's possible that the path that you're on isn't aligned with what matters to you. It might be because you are doing what other people expect you to do. And eventually when you keep moving on that path of other, on other people's path or the path that other people set for you, if you keep going on the path that other people have set for you, eventually you're going to get confused because that path was made for them not for you. Sometimes people put their expectations on you because they weren't able to accomplish what they needed to accomplish in life. So they put all that burden on you to accomplish those things. And that might not be the path that God wants you to go on. So you don't want to get on that road of doing what matters to somebody else. You want to make sure that you're doing what matters to you, your values, your goals, your dreams, your vision, 
um, you know, God's will, all of that wrapped up in God's will. And then you'll always have a clear path. So sometimes you might want to ask yourself, what do I want to do or what do I want out of life? How can I make, how can I make my time here? And here is whatever position you're in at that moment. How can I make my time here meaningful? For instance, when I started going to the current church that I go to now, because I have gone through past, you want to call it church hurt, you know, which is I've been burnt out and wasn't really appreciated. Like the previous situation was pretty rough. Um, You had to have tough skin to minister in that place where I was coming from. When I came here, where I currently am, I was very clear on what I wanted to contribute. So for some time, I kind of just sat down and listened and learned and just, you know, took in the lessons, the preaching, um, the worship and all of that stuff, because I wanted to make sure, number one, that this was the place I needed to be. And number two, that if I was to decide to serve here, that it would actually mean something that I wouldn't be doing the busy work that I was doing before. So that here, when I was asking myself, how can I make my time here meaningful? It was what ministry, how can I connect or how can I use my God-given gifts here in this church to affect the kingdom of God at large? That's what I wanted to focus on. I really wanted to make sure that everything that I did, every activity that I got involved with would affect the kingdom of God at large in a positive way, in a way that God wanted me to. So that's as, as far as ministry goes. Now for my job, it was my here was as a manager, as a leader, what can I contribute to this organization that would make my time meaningful? And I spoke, I think it was in uh, the last episode or episode before about me wanting to um, leave because the task that I was getting just wasn't it wasn't fulfilling. And what I ended up doing was I ended up think, thinking about, well, where is the gap? Where are the holes? What are the needs of this organization? And what can I do to fill that gap? And I came up with this position and I asked for an, um, an appointment with my leadership. And I said, hey, can I just get on your calendar to present you with these ideas that I have? And they granted me the time and, you know, I, I put my best foot forward and eventually, I think it was like a year later, um, they remembered my presentation. Actually, we were going into the pandemic and they remembered my presentation and found that what I put forth was needed for the pandemic because during the pandemic, the needs of the community kind of shifted, the needs of the client shifted and the the, the presentation that I put forth actually gave the solutions to the problem that the pandemic presented. So I was able to create a position for myself because I knew what I can contribute 
and how that could be meaningful in the space and the time that I was in. So I hope that kind of clarifies that, right? So in ministry and in life, and of course, in my personal life, you know, what can I do that will be meaningful, that would be edifying to, edifying to my family and to myself? So we want to get clear about what matters to us most, and we want to get clear about our values and our priorities, okay? And that will definitely guide you and help you to narrow down what your purpose is, what you really need to focus on when you're, when you're at the crossroads. And the next thing is, I want to say this is, is a really good point is to find a mentor. Now I don't have, I used to have a mentor that I specifically spoke to every once in a while for, you know, ministry advice and so on and so forth. I don't have a mentor right now that I talk to one-on-one, but I do have, I don't even know what to call them. Like people that I either read their books or watch their videos or listen to their sermons or their motivational talks And I use that information, you know, as mentoring information until I could kind of like find another mentor, um, down here, you know, where I'm at in Houston. So the, the idea of having a mentor is not to have someone tell you what to do and when to do it is more to provide valuable guidance, right? And they're there to support you as you kind of navigate this crossroad. So you want to look for someone who has experience in the field uh, you're considering and has kind of gone through a similar transition. This person needs to be able to offer advice. They need to be able to and willing to share their experience and help you kind of navigate the challenges, but they're not there to actually tell you what to do. They can share their experience. You can glean from that and you should be able to make your own decisions as to what you're going to do moving forward. And when this person shares their experience, they shouldn't be charging you money. Okay. So avoid the gurus and all of that. Um, they should not be piecemealing information like, okay, I'm going to give you a little carrot here. I'm going to give you a little carrot there. And if you want more, you have to give me this. Like you want, you want somebody that's authentic, that is honest, that is willing and able to give you the advice that you need and is not really going to ask you for anything in return. Right? So you may give them something in return if you want to, but it's not required because they know the value of having a mentor themselves because they probably have mentors. There's all, they have somebody that they're accountable to as well. So they know the value of that and they're willing to share with you that value. So having a mentor is a really good idea to kind of get clear on things when you need to make that decision. So here is some bonus advice. Trust God. Okay, because ultimately the most important thing is to trust God. God knows you better than you know yourself. He knows your future and, you know, God will always guide you down the path to the best result. And you also need to trust in the wisdom that God has given you. Trusting God is also or also includes trusting the wisdom that he gives you and the common sense that he gives you. Sometimes we go to God for things that we already have the answer to because we want validation. And I'm sure he's okay with giving you that. But doing that over and over and over again for the same answer is an indication that you don't trust him. You 
can trust that you already know the answer. Trust that when you go to him, he will validate or confirm your answer. And then you start making the moves in the direction that he tells you to, to, to go. So that's how we exercise faith. Don't be afraid to take a leap of faith. Um, it will sometimes be uncomfortable because like I said, we don't know the other side of things, but that faith, that movement, that trust is going to take you to a place that is better than where you currently are. You might just need to take that step in order to get to the end point of where you want to be. So that first step may not take you there, but it might be the beginning of the steps that you need to take to get to the end of the road. And, you know, lastly, you may not have all the answers and that is okay. That is okay. God has all the answers and he will reveal those answers to you as you move from stage to stage, as you move from step to step, from level to level, you're going to be getting more answers, more wisdom, more faith, more knowledge. And, and, and at the end of it all, you will be in the best place or the place that you need to be where God could really, really use you. And you will feel that satisfaction. You will feel like, yes, okay, this is where I need to be. I, I feel content. I feel confirmed. I feel fulfilled. And, and then you'll know, okay, I, I've made the right decision. And even after that, you might have to move again. And that's okay. You just wash, rinse, and repeat. So I hope uh, these five pointers here uh, helped you. If you are at a place where you need to make some really important decisions in your life, uh, just to go back over them, you know, you want to avoid the trap of comparing yourself to others. You want to get out of your comfort zone. You want to not let fear stop you. Get clear on what matters to you most, what matters to God, and find a mentor and trust God. And that is the end of today's episode. I will see you in the next one. Remember to visit stacycamille.com for more information and the show notes. You will get the show notes there just in case you want to read them over and make a couple of notes yourself. I will see you next time. God bless.